Welcome to the Becoming Muslim podcast. This podcast is to shine a light on a beautiful religion where the media might not do the same. I'm your host, white girl, convert from the suburbs of Wisconsin, now living in London, UK. My name is Marilyn Rose. Assalamualaikum, everyone. I record these intros like straight off my phone because I, I like to do this podcast for you, a very uh, minimal uh, tech stuff just so that I can get out the information. Let me know how you like the intro because we can work with that. And I really want this to be a good, solid community for anyone who's new to Islam, who wants to become Muslim, all the things of the reasons why you probably stumbled upon this podcast. I'm really making this podcast for you. So... That being said, I love the feedback. I love the engagement. We're going to work with that. We are now coming in to first day of Ramadan. Inshallah, Ramadan Mubarak, which means happy Ramadan. Uh, Ramadan, it, it, the name Ramadan is actually, uh, it stands for the month of Ramadan in the Islamic calendar. Ramadan is the name of the Islamic month. And Ramadan is the month in which we as Muslims fast. So, for those of you who don't know, fasting is yes, we don't even drink water. So no water, no food, all the things that of which uh, fall underneath like the fasting uh, things. You don't do that from Fajr time until Maghrib time. So from the first prayer, which I think for us in the UK, it's like 4 a.m., 4, 12 a.m. until sunset, which here in the UK, it's around 8, 20 p.m. ish. Be sure to check your local calendars because it totally is dependent on where you live, where you're from in the U.S. I mean, we have some long, long hours right now in this season, and but Ramadan, it comes, we stick with the Islamic calendar. So uh, there's a whole bunch of things that comes to Ramadan. For those of you who are like brand new, honestly, I'm still brand new with y'all in terms of like what is Ramadan? How do you do it? Where do you go? This is my fourth actual Ramadan. And when I say fourth, I still think it's like, okay, probably more like my second real one. When I say quote unquote real in the terms of like, I made so many mistakes. And I know I have so many people go through all their mistakes as well, but they're just, uh, they're your learning curves and inshallah Allah knows. Allah knows everything. So the I'm, I want to speak about this podcast and just like tips and tricks of like how you can manage your energy, what you're doing. Like alhamdulillah, we're all pretty much self-quarantined at this time. We're all at home. We are all in self-isolation. Hopefully you're in a safe place, safe environment. So there are pros and cons to this. If you're a brand new Muslim and you're at home, and your family's not Muslim, like you, you're, you've got your own challenges because I'm sure it's a whole different topic of explaining to people what Ramadan is. I mean, you as a Muslim are doing it for reasons that are, it's so deep in your heart. Like you might not even understand it in your like brain, but you understand it in your heart. You're doing it for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so it's so cool. And also like fasting is so good for your body. It's amazing for your body. And so it's just really important that when uh, if you're at home and you're new Muslim and you're with your non-Muslim family, it's a different uh, experience because there is no masjid to go to for the community, especially if you're in America. I know that community of, of Muslims are so important. 
one of the really deep things though is when you have this relationship with Allah, it's about developing a relationship with Allah. So especially as a new Muslim, like Allah kind of takes you away from all of these like fake things, like all of the all of these things that you thought like, oh, this is my best friend. This is all of these things. You go through this unlearning curve to just remember like what is the most important relationship that you have in life? And that is with Allah. So somebody in the UK had explained it this way. And if you're from the UK, you'll get it because we have like these uh, public transports. And if you've ever been to London, you've ever been to the, it's not the subway. What is it called? The tube. <laughs> it's called the tube. So if you've ever gone on the tube, there's a lady who speaks on and she's talking when you come off the train onto the like payment pavement, it has a sign on the floor that says, mind the gap. And lady, when you op- when she opens the door, she goes, mind the gap, please. Or maybe it's a gentleman sometimes. Anyways, they say mind the gap. And so as a new Muslim, what happens is we fall into the gap. We fall straight into the gap and nobody else is there to pull us out. And we are alone in that gap, except we have the best and the one and only, and that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it's really just developing this deeper connection because it just takes away so much of like the things that we learned based off of like, I don't know what to say, if it's culture, if it's society, all these things that aren't necessarily what is actually accurate of Islam. We learn them in life and as a new Muslim or as somebody who's coming into Islam, like there's so many things that you do that you're like, why would why would any human do this? But it's become such a norm that when you learn more about Islam, it, it comes into a place that you're like, ah, oh, it makes sense. Like I get it now. I get it. So the best thing for when you're at home during self-isolation, all these things is just really developing this connection to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I know it's hard, guys. It's hard because one, you probably don't know how to like read Quran yet. You probably don't know how to all of the rules. Like there's probably you're probably home and there's nobody else who understands. Now you can't even go to the masjid. So like there's nobody you can really reach out to to develop this community. And like if you're coming in online, there's just so many different opinions and methods. And like one of the Muslim sites that talks about Muslim history is actually like created by like a Jewish organization. So there's just so much like mis represented stuff online that you come into a place and you're going like where what the heck am I supposed to do where am I supposed to go what am I supposed to like follow how am I supposed to actually do Ramadan to its fullest and whatever your background is in the first place for me I know when I came into Ramadan like all of the food changes were so crazy. It was so, so crazy. Like anytime you request halal food on the plane, they always give you like a, a, a biryani, which is like the rice and the food. And I, I still don't know how to pronounce it. Like it's just such a different shift in like foods. And I know there are so many people who are amazing and they're doing all of these things for like Ramadan planning, but like the recipes are all like ethnic foods. And I'm like, yo man, I'm one, first off, I'm, I literally used to eat food as fuel only food as fuel for so many years before I was Muslim. And then when I became Muslim and I was invited to like Dawats and stuff from like uh, my, my Bangladeshi family, 
the the amount of food it was just so unreal i was just it was very overwhelming and ramadan it should not be about food consumption like your whole focus shouldn't be about the food or who you're spending with this time is about really having this connection with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and at night time one of the really cool things about Ramadan is at nighttime, you have all of the, like, this is where they say all of the devils are chained up. So all of these things, you might ask them, like, okay, well, if devils are chained, then why are these, like, during the month of Ramadan, all the devils are chained, not just at nighttime. And you and you might ask, like, okay, then why are people still doing bad things? This goes into the deep part because then you realize, like, the devils never make you do anything. Like this is a month that really pushes it to you. Like the devil has never made you do anything. This is on us as human. This is part of our egos, what's called our nafs. This is like our own stories that we've told ourselves. And it's so crazy because, you know, you hear that excuse like, oh, the devil made me do it or like, oh, like this is like that bad side of me. But it's it's still the side of you that's you. Like if you're binge watching Netflix instead of like learning how to read the Quran or if you're doing all of these things instead, it's you have to check yourself and really say like, ah, like, okay, there's nobody else in the world who's doing this to me. It's me doing this to me, which is deep, deep people. And so I came on for this podcast because I wanted to talk to you about like how to ease into this ramadan and just come into a new we're in a new space and i'm sure i'm going to come on more with these podcast episodes of this month just to talk to check in if you have any questions to answer those questions for everybody as well and the more that i learn the more i'll share with you as well because i'm alhamdulillah i'm in a very fortunate place i have really amazing teachers and so i always try to share what they teach me and of course if you want access to them please i have the link in the bio you can go in speak to them as well it's just such a different experience because i know my first ramadan i was in a place that i was a hundred percent alone i was in london but i was like in a place all by myself lived by myself and i remember like coming in to eat and i was like okay what's so special about this day i'm just by myself i had no ideas and when you're coming from like obviously christmas right we have christmas we I mean, as Christians, you have Christmas. As the rest of society, even if you don't follow religion, you have Christmas. And as new Muslims, you don't. But Ramadan's kind of like that this time. Like, Ramadan and Eid is like that family celebration. It's a it's a beautiful, beautiful time. But because it's not a mainstream thing, it's you don't get that, like, nostalgic feeling. Or I, it's just a new thing that you're training yourself to come to. And it's so deep because you realize, like, wow, like all of this time that uh, we're spending in terms of like connecting with your family, it's like Islam already teaches you to do that anyways. Like you don't need, you don't need a holiday to tell you to connect with your family. Like it should be in your character. And it's just a beautiful, peaceful time. And you really want to focus on like reducing waste and being so efficient. And so my first Ramadan, I was all by myself and when I broke my fast, I'm pretty sure like I had my days were like really chill because I was obviously I worked from home anyways. And it went by such a blur. I fasted the whole month. I don't know how I did it because I had never fasted a day before. It was all that is all the grace of Islam. Like it's all the grace of Allah. Literally, I have a video, right? My first 
it was like a week before Ramadan and I was still saying assalamu alaikum like really janky I don't know I think I said like who knows when you pronounce the Arabic words it's a whole different a whole different world because it's not Arabic is not in the American like some letters aren't in the American language just as in Arabic some letters aren't like they don't there are some new letters that you get introduced to, so the accent's a very different place, but it's something that you can 100% learn and definitely do. So, my first Ramadan was a very different place. I wasn't with my family, which kind of made it easy because uh, when I said, when I'm talking about fasting, it kind of made it easy not being with family because then I was like, I wasn't tempted to like, oh, eat breakfast with my mom or have dinner with the family it was more of just like, a, okay, I could focus on actually fasting. But in terms of, and I remember I did read the Quran in all its English uh, translation the whole month. I just made it a goal to finish the whole Quran in English throughout the Ramadan. And I did it and you can do it. It's very fast to read the Quran in English. And so I had done that because I had no idea how to read Arabic. I'm still in my journey to reading Arabic properly. And so one of the things when I, oh, one of the, I was just a sidetrack, like reading Arabic, chronic Arabic is different than modern Arabic. So if you're wanting to learn, like don't go to Rosetta Stone, <laughs> uh, go to, um, I'll put a link so that you can actually find like a good qualified teacher to teach you chronic Arabic as well. But it's really important because some people pronounce some letters um, not correctly. So you want to make sure that you're Re- learn when you're first learning you learn right so that you don't have to like go and unlearn there are some muslims that like have, i've met now who have been born muslims their whole life and they uh had to like relearn how to read the quran because they were taught uh different when they were younger and so it's really important that you learn the right way anyway anyways uh yeah my first Ramadan was really interesting it was a very different experience and I'm just trying to remember back like okay what did I specifically do and then my second Ramadan was full-on travel I ended up like it was very interesting it was fun it was fun a lot of adventure a lot of meeting new Muslims a lot of breaking fast with so many different places like I broke my fast with my non-Muslim family in America and I did it with um people in turkey and then i did it in where did i go dubai and then also in london and then last year was like full on with my uh in-laws and then we did ramadan and like i properly prayed like the nighttime prayers tarawih prayers and so though that's a whole different ball game so now like for for y'all if you're not going to the masjid and you're like okay i'm still learning how to pray like how do i pray this tarawih prayers like how do i do it is it is it eight rakats at nighttime is it 20 rakats at nighttime like what does it mean uh all of these things are questions that if you have them i will make sure to have somebody come and answer them for you or i will speak to answer it with you as well but otherwise like just the nighttime prayer it's just a really beautiful time to get closer to Allah because Allah is close to you at nighttime uh, during the month of Ramadan. So it's really beautiful. So here, let me get into, now that I've kind of shared my experience with you and maybe you're going through something similar, let me know what what's going on. I'm going to just give you some tips and tricks of like what I've been planning to do. So there's the month before Ramadan, which is Shaban, but now we're like into Ramadan. So I'm not going to give you all the prepping of Shaban. That will have to be for the next time. Um, because we're already here in this time and space. What you got to do now, like I've been starting to just adjust my sleep schedule. 
and I work from home so I can change this so I have this little bit of luxury alhamdulillah so if you're working like a nine-to-five job maybe since we're working at home you can start you can ask to see if you can adjust your hours but I've been just staying up from nighttime until fudger time so fudger is around like 4 20 a.m and then i sleep from 4 like fudger maybe like 4 30 4 40 until 11 a.m and then i'm awake from 11 until 4 a.m so i get the like six hours sleep fully and i don't i don't like wake up and come to sleep i'm not saying this is the right way i'm gonna have i asked my teacher to look into like what was the way that the prophet did it like peace be upon him which was the way that how he did it so it'd be efficient but i just stay awake um so that way i i'd because i want to be able to stay up for suhoor suhoor is the meal that you have it's like before fudger time it's like your breakfast but it's it's so 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 important there's so many beneficial uh like there's so much butaka in the suhoor meal that you make sure that you have that meal and the way that I like to do suhoor is just a lot of like healthy smoothies, a lot of healthy, uh, good stuff. Um, depending, I don't know what your diet is, like what your diet is personally. I personally like to have like the healthy lifestyle, but please check with your own like nutritionist or how you want to do it. When you come into fasting, fasting is one, like already such a detoxifying experience for your body, your soul, your mind, everything. But also because like, we as humans have been so overloaded in our food consumption as humans living in 2020, like our food consumption is already so much that when you come into fasting, your body's removing all the toxins, but there are so many toxins, it's removing it so much more. And so you become way dehydrated, like so dehydrated for the fact that you have to make sure that you're properly giving yourself like good nutrition. And the way that I uh, think I personally like Ramadan is just like a lot of good soups so that you get the sodium so that your body can retain hydration. I'm going to tell you what I did last year for my own self. And then I'm going to tell you what my plan is for this year in terms of food and energy consumption. I'm not telling you this is the right way, but this is the way that I've been doing it. And as I we get older and we learn more and maybe you have other tips and tricks like maybe you're an awesome nutritionist out there like maybe then you'll be able to do something and we can contribute here but the way that I did it last year because I did Ramadan every single night with my in-laws like a and if you come to a Bengali household which is very similar to any other like a Pakistani household the foods are very carb heavy very spice heavy very dense uh for me it was something i was just not used to and so it was a lot like it was a lot alhamdulillah i was so grateful for it they had last year started shifting to be like more healthy um when i was by myself in america like uh with my parents the year before i had eaten a salmon for dinner like when i broke my fast by myself it was like one piece of salmon like all my veg and then for suhoor it was like boiled eggs and a smoothie and my supplements like green drinks and coconut water and i had uh, this like liquid iv hydration pack and i was great I, my energy was great i just it was so good but then shifting your diet to like the fast forward to last year for me was a very like dense carb heavy and you know like in the uk like everybody who's in london they like to drink their tea and 
all these things, it's just a very different experience. I mean, going into Ramadan is a different experience anyways, because you're already shifting your meals to like nighttime and not having anything in the day. So it's different, but especially when you're used to eating like breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and then you go into just having like the times are changed. It's a hundred percent like changeable and it's a hundred percent doable. And inshallah, Allah makes it easy for all of us. So last year it was, i it was really hard in terms of like food for me this year inshallah it's going to be easier my in-laws and i have we have discussed like okay i can bring my own food which will probably be again like salmon green drinks liquid high liquid high iv like hydration packs uh just to make sure that i've got my hydration in and i really focus on like nutrient dense so a lot of fruits in terms of like fruits in the morning fruits and smoothies and protein in the morning and at nighttime i probably want to do like uh, not so much a heavy heavy carbs but obviously you need some carbs what i would say anyways but i would like to do it just with nice fresh salmon and um vegetables lots of vegetables uh, just to make sure that like the focus is one, not so much on the food and not so much having to worry about like your digestive issues at nighttime when you're going into prayer. Just so you know, like the timing is so important because we have maghrib that comes in around like eight something at nighttime. And then you have about an hour, an hour and a half to eat, like break your fast, have your um, pray maghrib and then you have about like maybe 45 minutes and then it goes into Isha prayer and then right after Isha is Tarawih. And so in the UK and how we pray it is with the 20 rakats for Tarawih prayer and that lasts about an hour and an hour and a half. Now, if you're new Muslim and you're still learning how to pray, like it's it's going to be a very different experience and inshallah makes it easy for you. I'll ask my Islamic teacher like what what they recommend for new Muslims who are at home this time so that I can give you like fully a lot better information in terms of like how you can pray at home during this time and inshallah Allah knows uh, but just try to get into the habit of making sure that you're spending still that amount of time in the remembrance of Allah so now that usually takes us into midnight okay and so from midnight you have uh, then like from midnight, there's about four hours, four hours time of maybe you have some more hydration drinks. Um, some people might like to nap here. Me personally, I like to stay up until Fajr. That way I can have my suhoor around 2 a.m. And then uh, do, I don't know how the time goes by so fast, but it goes by fast during that time. It's like a blink of an eye. And then it's already your time and then you go back into the next day. So it's so important that when you stay hydrated, you make sure that you are eating nutritious foods that are nu- nutrient dense and you're giving this time to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because no matter what happens, like without the food, without anything, like Allah is going to, like this time has so much barakah in it. And as Muslims, we believe in barakah. And barakah is like this divine gift from Allah that he's given you like, it's like working through life with Allah behind you. And and Allah in front of you and on the side of you and all over and within you. And when you have that, like, 
when you connect to that moment and you do things of good and there's buttercup in it, like that's so beautiful because Allah is legit giving you everything that you need. So don't have you don't have to worry about all these nuances of like what do I have to eat? How do I need to do it? Like it's so important that you do make sure that you take care of that and you're actually focused on like okay, uh how do I set myself up for success? But also recognize that Allah is giving you when you're putting this time for Allah, Allah is going to make it easy. Easy for you and the reward is with Allah. So that being said, if you're a new Muslim and you're at home, inshallah, this is going to be such a beautiful time for you. Just making sure you connect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's so important that it's even like, it's so it's much more important to connect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala more so than you're connecting with me on this podcast or any Islamic speaker that you're listening to, that you're connecting with Allah. And by doing that, it's with prayer times it's doing dhikr which is saying your subhanallah alhamdulillah allah akbar, and doing your shahada and giving salams to the prophet it's so so beautiful to do that and if you just say subhanallah subhanallah and you do that a hundred times and that you focus on then alhamdulillah a hundred times and allah akbar, a hundred times especially if you're struggling um, to prayer, just do that after prayer and in this time. Inshallah, it will be good. And I really want to make sure that I'm answering any specific questions that you have. So we do have this like fiber becoming Muslim community group. So you can just message in there and I'll make sure to just come up with good podcasts for you. Because if you have a question, most likely somebody else has a question. And even if you ask me a hundred times, I want to make sure that I'll be there to answer inshallah. So Ramadan Mubarak, I hope this has been beneficial for you in that inshallah in terms of coming into Ramadan, it just is going to bring you some ease and just some peace because it's going to be a beautiful, beautiful time inshallah of just you, the prayer mat, Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala and it's going to be a beautiful month because you don't have to worry about a lot of the crazy crazies of the world and you can focus on being at home with Allah that being said if you're in an un, an unsafe place like do reach out because I'll see how I can find connect you with somebody in the community who can help you uh, especially if you're with uh, your family who might not be Muslim and they're not supportive with you it's really amazing to have somebody who just is like yeah I get it like I get you so that being said if you are with amazing safe people, it's just an extra blessing. And like, I'm so grateful for my parents. Like, thanks, mom. <laughs> thanks, dad. Uh, they're not Muslims yet. But inshallah, they, um, they're just really amazing humans that they've always been supportive of me. And so I've been really grateful to have them. Um, alhamdulillah. And so if you have that as well, make sure that you give your parents like extra hugs and even if they're not supportive, just give your parents extra hugs because they're so important. It's so important to respect and love your parents and and make sure that you do that. And it's very pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as well. So anyways, that being said, happy Ramadan. And inshallah, this Ramadan is going to be easy for you. I'll make sure to bring on other speakers who will help you through this process of Ramadan. And if you have any specific questions, message them. Let me know. Inshallah. Assalamu alaikum. 
Please, if you are enjoying this podcast, do like, comment, and subscribe and give it a five-star review. That way we can share with anybody else who's looking into, uh, if you find this beneficial for you, then inshallah it's going to help somebody else as well. So go ahead and leave a five-star review and we will see you on the next episode.